You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. And you're back with the Oz Network. Uh, we are continuing our coverage of Nip Tuck. We're into season six, episode four, Jenny Jugs. This is a, a memorable one if, uh, for nothing else than the titular character, who's uh, <laughs> a lot of fun on this one. Um, yeah, in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> so this this. This episode came out on uh, the 4th of November, 2009, directed by Jesse Bronco. Is that a new name? I don't remember seeing that one uh, all that often. Um, looks like our writer on this one is Jennifer Salt. So, uh, yeah, ready to jump on in and talk about this one. My name's Nick, and uh, you must be good to get paid like this. And my name is Ben, and you were never a teenage girl. Lucky me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, an interesting episode here to kind of start to get us into the meat of, of season season six. Um, yeah, I think we start to, to build a few storylines and, and um, end, <laughs> end one storyline. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think this one gets remembered mostly for our main character. Uh, I think that you'd probably agree with that, I assume. Well, I mean, you said a lot about meat and titular. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of... It's one of these ones when you look at the list of episode titles and you see the words Jenny Jugs, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that episode. So, um, yeah. yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely a memorable titular character again, no pun intended, titular, titular. Um, but um, I definitely feel when we get to our recap of this season that uh, we will be uh, not struggling to remember this one like we did with a few of the ones last season. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, and... Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I think that as well that this was this was kind of based on, you know, they always say these characters are based on true stories, but I think that this is definitely something I remember being talked about in the media at the time about some, you know, some stripper who had really big boobs and was kind of hitting men around the face and giving them, you know, black eyes and stuff. So this one kind of feels like it was maybe something that was in the news at the time. Yeah, I I also seem to remember this as well. So. Um, I mean, we haven't really talked about that a lot recently, have we, in terms of, you know, it being based on real-life things. But, um, you know, I mean, some of the ones we're having aren't necessarily as outlandish as, as always uh, as some of the ones we've had in the past. But, um, yeah, I, I seem to remember this being a thing. Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this is becoming more frequent in 2018 with uh, the raft of movements and things that are happening currently at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I think we can probably um, get into the, the meat of the episode, as we were saying. Um and uh, basically, Sean's at home um, telling Matt to get a job. He's kind of looking through the the newspaper and and you know, gives him the the basically the vacancy section. And you know, the, this is uh, a bit of a even for 2010, it feels a bit old school to be looking in the newspaper for jobs. I think um, you'd, you'd generally be online looking for these things, but uh, I could be wrong about that. But uh, yeah, anyway, and uh, Matt kind of you know because obviously Matt's behind on his rent or whatever, and um, yeah, he he kind of lays down it was $850 in cash on the table. Um, and you know he's been you know going on about how he he's been getting this for miming because he's really good at it and blah 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 and um, yeah so kind of setting us up for um, you know the, the kind of Matt storyline as it's continuing here um, yeah and you know Sean and Christian are you know obviously impressed and, and kind of want to come and see him perform and, and <laughs> Matt's obviously not interested in that because that's not where he's getting his money from um, yeah so we can it, it's a nice little setup here really. And it's kind of just interesting that 
it's taken him this long to give them the money because then also, you know, we get those scenes, don't we, with him giving stuff to Kimber, which I, I don't understand. Like, we had that sort of, I don't say nice scene, but kind of a, a less than aggro scene of these two at the end of last season where, you know, Kimber and Matt sort of seemed like they weren't each other's throats as much. And then we're kind of back to Kimber here being like, you're always a deadbeat dad, you know, go away. So... Um, it's interesting that he's kind of gone back there, but I also like the way Matt stands up for himself when, like, uh, Christian says something about hanging out with the clowns, and he's like, mimes aren't clowns. Um, I'd love, again, to get John Hensley back on this show, just for him to give us that in his best serious way without having to laugh. I'm sure there were a few bloopers with uh, him trying to say that line. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, there is some definitely in, in some inherent quality, uh, com- comedic quality in this, and you've just kind of le- got to lean into it, I think. Um, yeah, it, it is all kind of quite fun stuff, and I forgot to say, we do kind of get these little flashbacks to, to him actually, you know, there, um, in, in the convenience store, robbing, holding up this, uh, this shopkeeper, and so we kind of, we, you know, in case anybody was in any doubt about where he's getting this money from, is that the show makes it very, very clear for you which i guess is helpful um yeah i mean you and i probably don't need that but i'm sure some viewers may have forgotten that or whatever so it's nice to make that nice and obvious um we then kind of get the scene as well of um kind of matt going around and he wants to see jenna and um this isn't the first time that we've mentioned it but i'm going to say it again jenna is one ugly baby um (laughs) but uh (laughs) and yeah but but anyway we um you know and and basically does the same thing as he pays up on his child support so that he can see jenna and and yeah so we're kind of just getting all that set up really so that's kind of like the the main kind of start point of of this episode i suppose you'd say um yeah anything you kind of want to add around around those points no no I think I, you know, I just want to get to some jugs and boobies, really. So I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we kind of we go through the title scene. We come back, and um, Christian wants to get rid of the excess stock. Um, so they're obviously still struggling financially. So we kind of get these little bits of the story, but yeah, at the same time, it's it's just feels like we jump around on this thing about. I, I, I've struggled to get a clear picture on on how broke these guys actually are. Yeah. No, I don't understand it either, and. Um, I don't know, is Sean fighting, like, using some, you know, expired medicine? I don't understand that either. <laughs> it feels like they just ordered too much stock, and so they're returning some of it to get their money back. I, I'm not sure I got the expired bit, but, yeah, I mean, and, and this is where kind of Sean drops the bomb as well, that, um, you know, that him and Teddy are, are buying a house together, and it's pretty clear that Christian's still got these issues with Teddy, which, you know, he's obviously uh, able to see through her bullshit a little bit more than, than Sean is. Which, again, going back to what I think I said a couple of weeks ago, how it's never really explored because um, Christian kind of drops a line, doesn't he, about, like, you know, oh, she's willing to give Annie and Connor a chance, but she won't give me a chance. And, I mean, okay, we know why. Like, clearly she's trying to off these children so she can get Sean's money. But, I mean, still, yeah. it's like I feel like, again, it's just a missed opportunity. There should be something here where these two are trying to at least get to know each other slightly. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's, um, yeah, it just feels like a, it's the kind of stuff that, you know, season two, season three, season four would have cared about, but, uh, season six doesn't care. Um, that's, that seems to be pretty clear, but, uh, yeah, anyway, we kind of, Christian's, uh, feeling a little bit down or whatever, so we go to his, is this the strip club that we talked about in the last, oh, the last I mean, season? You, where- you assume it has to be because he's got a tab and everything, but, um, I mean, it, I don't know if I was really paying too much attention to the decor of the, you know, I wasn't um, Richard Berge, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got to assume it has to be based on what we learnt that time when Sean went there. 
Yeah, yeah. These old whores are getting tired, apparently. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it looks a bit that way. Um, so yeah, Christian's after something a bit new and uh, looking for a, a new juggernaut talent that's going <laughs> to give him uh, some time in the in the private room, basically. And this is where we get introduced to to Jenny Jugs in the the private dance room. Um, and yeah, it's kind of this, yeah, basically this funny scene where the two of them are, you know, Christian wants to touch her boobs and she's saying no and, you know, she kind of feels violated and, you know, he doesn't understand it because she's a stripper and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, they what were they, size G boobs yeah, or whatever? Um, so. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, basically, uh, whole scene ends up with um, Christian getting smacked around the <laughs> face and, um, you know, basically putting his neck out or whatever it is by getting smacked with these boobs. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, pretty pretty funny scene, I think. We're, we're supposed to laugh, I think. And uh, the actress, Kirsten Warren, I don't know if you're familiar with her at all, if you ever watch Independence Day. She actually played a stripper in Independence Day, funnily enough. Um, but uh, she's the one who gets blown up on the roof in Los Angeles. She, like, runs to the roof with a sign that says, like, welcome visitors, and uh, Will Smith's uh, fiancé basically works with her and doesn't want her to go. She's it's just like a minor character who gets killed off in Independence Day, but uh, I've seen that movie so many times, I basically know every actor in that one. But she was also in Desperate Housewives for a little bit as well. But anyway, I like this actress. Um, and what like what world does Christian live in where he gets private dances and you're allowed to touch? Again, I've only been to one strip club. I've never had a lap dance. But I still think there are rules around this, right? You're still not allowed to touch? I, I don't know. Like, Nick, you, do you frequent these places? Do you know the rules? Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, it's not something that I know anything about, I can say with, with all honesty. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, I, I would assume that there are some pretty stringent rules that you can't touch. That would seem to lead down a pretty slippery slope. Maybe that's his favourite place because they let him touch. And, and like, even like yeah. the bit when he says, like, get her to brush her teeth and meet me there. Like, what is he implying? So, um, but yeah, I just love Christian getting knocked out by boobs. I mean, it feels like something this should have happened a long time ago. I mean, it's kind of, it's going back to the episode where, um, he got his nose broken, didn't he? When that woman was sitting on his face. So, um, you know, I do kind of like this, this, you know, Christian's, funny injuries during some sort of sexual related uh you know activity so you know i i I just find it funny and as you said like uh, this you always remember this titular character no pun intended um because basically yeah she bashes him with her giant breast yes yes so it's uh it's it's pretty interesting but uh yeah then we kind of i love the kind of transition that we go from like these massive boobs like straight into eggs on a on a plate which is quite funny i do like how they do that it's it's kind of like the smooth transition between the two which is really funny um yeah but basically it's you know annie annie won't eat and she's arguing with teddy and teddy's been a bit of a bitch to her and that she kind of needs needs that basically um yeah so it's sean sean arrives back with connor and connor's all um you know she's uh, he's um shy or whatever the hell it is and um yeah it's all just kind of this the setup for teddy suggesting that they go on a family camping trip you know what could possibly go wrong there um yeah so i mean it's just it's again we're just getting more set up here um but yeah i, I do like you know that um teddy's been a bit of a bitch to, to annie so <laughs> i do kind of enjoy that well like what is the line she says like how about i put a giant lump of hair in it um, like, yeah. why doesn't Annie ever speak up to Sean and just be like, you know, uh, yeah, she's been a bitch to me. This is what she said. Um, so, I mean, there's that question there to it. But, um, 
I just like, uh, no, I don't really have much to say here because I can't, I'm enjoying the episode really up to this point. It's just, you know, it's, and them saying, let's go camping. They don't even go camping. They go on a caravan. Like, that's not camping. Like, is this, you know, rich people's camping? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They've obviously just, they're going to pick up an RV and, and have, you know, a good weekend away in it or whatever. So, yeah, and uh, apparently Disneyland blows, or is it Disney World blows? No, no Disneyland, Disneyland blows. Disney World's bigger and better. Um, yeah, apparently. So, yeah. Uh, having only been to yeah. Disneyland, I've never been to Disney World, so I, I cannot comment. I enjoyed Disneyland. I, I did like Disneyland. Yes, yes. Uh, I haven't been to either, so can't really comment on that one. But uh, I've been to yeah, New Zealand like... land. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there's such a thing. We, sheep land. Well, we got. Well, we do have Sheep World, and that's not a joke. We actually do have a place called Sheep. <laughs> Is um, it an amusement park? I mean, anytime you see a near a sheep, it's amusing for you. So anyway, so I guess that's just always an amusement park. I always, yeah, I always joke that it's a it's a strip club, sheet world, but um, yeah. Anyway, we, we're getting off the off the, the subject here. Um, come come next... come this weekend to Sheep World. It's sixty yeah. percent off. Yeah, I'll send I'll send you a link to it so you can kind of check it oh, out. Can we yeah. go uh, next time I'm in New Zealand? Can we please go to Sheep World? I'm not sure that I want to uh, go down that particular no, road. You've been banned. Like... You've been, you get too handsy at Sheep World. You're, that's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm not I'm not allowed to be in bed. I've been banned. <laughs> right okay we're, we're gonna get back on track here uh, but uh yeah yeah um anyway uh christian's in a in a neck brace and he's gonna he's basically going to um gonna sue her um for, for damages and we watch this youtube thing where she's basically smashing a pumpkin apart with her boobs it's like yeah it's it's quite strange uh, we later find out that this is her attempt at kind of comedy or something i don't know it just yeah it all feels a bit strange but you know it's um it's an interesting scene nonetheless um yeah and <laughs> yeah then we get jenny herself kind of coming into um yeah to to the office and uh because yeah she's been been basically been served by a christian and you know she's had to spend the night in prison or whatever it is um and yeah and she breaks the phone with her boobs <laughs> so she's just into breaking things with her boobs basically but uh, yeah this and then this yeah well true if you could you would um yeah and yeah and so basically then kind of christian brings her in she breaks down and you know wants a breast reduction as the the kind of shorthand of this that yeah she you know, it's just that her boobs have defined who she is, and you know she wants to, uh, yeah, w- wants to get a breast reduction, which uh, seems seems fair enough. I do um, love. Uh, what does Christian say about like, you know, I go to strip clubs because this is the only place I'm allowed to objectify women. Um, you know, like that's kind of a, a foreshadowing for 2018. But I mean, if you're listening to this in 2028, 2028, probably strip clubs have been banned, so it's probably even more dated by then. But um, I do. I love, like, just before she comes in and smashes the phone, just, like, random Linda and Liz. And just Linda, oh, I've got this great app, this photo, look at this, I'm not too happy in this one. But then you swipe right, oh, I'm happy in this one. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why I find that so funny. I just love dry Linda sometimes when she just all of a sudden starts talking. But um, we all, we get the throwaway line when... Christian's talking to her and says, like, oh, you can go down the hall and see Dr. Epstein, the psychologist. Have they got a psychologist back on staff and this is just, like, something that they're just hiding from the audience? Or is a certain someone back and she's gotten married or something like that and she's, you know, got a different... Maybe she's there the whole time. Maybe we think she's left, but, like, she's there... Wouldn't that be a great twist? 
like final episode of Nip Tuck. Here she comes, walks in. I've got some more patience for you, Doctor Troy. <laughs> like it's just been hidden from us the whole time. But um, yeah, I mean. You know, I don't know why Christian helps this woman out. You know, he's got a heart sometimes, but, uh, yeah, this is never going to end well, this one, anyway. Yeah, it does feel like a bit of a strange kind of... kind of way to, you know, that basically Christian doesn't feel like the kind that would go out of his way to help her. I mean, it's not really established that he's doing this pro bono. That seems to be something that has fallen off the, the Nip Tuck show completely is doing these surgeries for free. So I assume she's a paying customer, but that's not really ever kind of, you know, discussed at all. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we'll come back to, to the beloved Jenny. It's, uh, there's still still more to talk about there. So, yeah, we will we shall get there. But uh, then we go to um, Teddy arrives home with all this camping equipment and I'm not sure how much camping equipment you need if you've got your own um, RV but uh, yeah anyway um, she comes home with all this stuff um, Annie doesn't want to go into this argument where you know Teddy's telling telling Sean off basically that you know when a, when a 13 year old says she doesn't want to do something you you know you tell her she's doing it you don't ask her or whatever it is um, yeah yeah so that's that's kind of where that goes and and then we kind of get this this thing where i don't quite understand but oh yeah well she's going to go and talk to annie while while sean goes and sees matt which is weird because he said he doesn't want them to but anyway off they go and i think this to get some quite fun scenes here with all these you know as as christian calls them these freaks on the on the beach um and they talk to this kind of like stoned out surfer type dude i'm (laughs) not sure quite what his what his deal is but um yeah, and basically, you know, they kind of get a bit more information that, um, you know, all these mimes have been rounded up because of these these crimes, and and um, you know, Sean and Christian start to put it together, which I think is quite cool. Um, you know, that we, we're kind of starting to tie the story together a little bit, um, and then obviously they ask how much you know it would it would cost for, um, you know, how much money that he would be getting in a weekend, and yeah, it's like what forty or fifty bucks tax free, tax free. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, this guy's quite funny. I do enjoy him. I don't really have anything to add about, you know, Teddy coming up with camping equipment. Good for her. But, um, I do love the beach. Yeah, I love this guy. You know, it's like, uh, you know, do you, do you perform here every day, bro? <laughs> like, he's just, yeah, like, yeah. Yelling at them. I, I wonder if this is actually like a legitimate performer on Venice Beach and they've just, you know, gone up to him and said, like, hey, you know, how are you at acting? Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. But, you know, the thing that I don't get about this whole storyline is that, in the real world, if there was somebody dressed as a mime robbing stores in LA, this would be big news. Like, generally, I don't know about New Zealand, but if there's a hold-up somewhere in your local area, it always makes the news. Like, you know, a, a local service station was robbed today, or a convenience store was robbed today. It's always on the news. So if there's a pattern, and, like, this has obviously happened at least twice, you know, maybe more, because he's getting a fair bit of money, this is surely going to be all in the media. So I don't understand how this has just escaped anybody's attention till right now. But, um, yeah, obviously, you know, setting up kind of them questioning what Matt's motives are and kind of how he's getting the money. But, uh, yeah, this guy, uh, we're probably going to completely forget about him in, like, 15 weeks' time or whenever we get to our finale. But, 15 minutes' time. Yeah, exactly. But I just want to, I want to try and remember this guy when we talk about famous one-time characters you know every day bro like i love that guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> he is funny he he does feel like he belongs on survivor like yeah. that face for whatever reason just just looks really familiar i'm not sure why but uh yeah it, it's pretty funny um then we kind of go back and, and teddy and and um annie are having their little talk and um basically um teddy lies about they're going to send her away to some kind of correctional facility or something like that i didn't quite 
quite gather what the hell was going on there. But, um, yeah, they're basically just, just scaring her more or less. But I, I'm not really sure why we need the scene. It just feels like, you know, I, I don't know. To me, it just feels like there's no real point to the scene. You know, Teddy's got this plan and why would she, why would she tip Annie off to the fact that she's a bit of a bitch? You know, like I think she would be doing everything she could to be nice to her rather than kind of, you know, trying to be nasty to her. I mean, that's just the feeling I get. And again, it's a case of why doesn't Annie tell her dad? Like, you know, you're not really going to ship me off to a, you know, a, a institution, are you, dad? Like, I mean, they always kind of paint Annie off as just this dumb, naive little girl who, you know, will go ahead and do whatever. But I mean, I guess we never see her enough, so she probably is. But, um, yeah, I mean, fuck you, Teddy. Leave Annie alone, all right? <laughs> just, just hashtag leave Annie alone. We never see her. So just leave her alone. Bitch. Yeah, Annie's kind of sacred ground on on the show with us, so exactly. yeah, we yeah we, we we kind of don't go there. So yeah, it just feels like unnecessary, you know. If you're kind of building up that Teddy's got this grand master plan to kind of sideswipe these this family and and do horrible things to them, it just feels like why would she tip her hand a little bit? You know, why would she put Annie on on alert? You know, to to, you know, to who this person is, I, you know, it just it just feels like that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. But uh, I guess that's just just one of those things that doesn't make a whole lot of scene, but uh, a whole lot of sense. Sorry, but uh, then we move into um, this this quite fun scene. I quite enjoy this with these these the mime lineup. Uh, I never thought I'd ever see a scene with uh, a whole bunch of mimes in a lineup, but there you go. It's the first time for everything. Um, yeah, and so basically Matt's in this lineup with these these four other mimes, and um, the shopkeeper is is basically trying to you know figure out which one was involved in the robbery, if any of them, and so you know basically the cop brings them out one by one to kind of come out and hold hold up a gun you know pretend gun and so they all go over the top mime like you would expect them to um except for matt who basically puts on the exact face that he had um talk about not being able to act you know get himself out of trouble (laughs) um but anyway she she says no it wasn't him um so he kind of gets off lucky there um and yeah i do like that we are kind of coming back to the scene though like it feels like nip tuck's actually doing a decent job of of um keeping this matt story front of mind a little bit because often with the Matt story is that you get what is potentially quite an interesting, um, you know, kind of storyline and then it disappears for two or three episodes and then comes back. So there isn't any kind of, you know, continuity. Whereas I feel here with the Matt storyline, we are actually getting some continuity. You know, we're getting a little bit of it each week. So when we get into the quite heavy stuff next week, it feels more earned to me, I feel. Yeah, I mean, this scene is definitely, it's a fun scene. There's no way I can, you know, go against that. But, um... I mean, it's still a story about Matt being a mime, so I mean, there is that as well. But I think kind of it, it's a, it's a, I like it when all these guys are going out of the way, like, you know, I want you to step forward and pretend you're poking a gun at someone. And they've just got all this, like, outlandish way of doing it. But, um, I mean, do you, do you kind of feel like Matt almost wants to get caught here? I mean, he seems very confident about it, doesn't he? That he kind of, you know, steps forward and does it. Um, yeah, and then of course yeah. he does seem very relieved at the end too. So uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a bit weirded out here whether or not he wants to get caught or he's just trying to, he feels confident in the fact that no one's going to recognize him. Yeah, and it, it does seem strange to me. I, you know, to me, I feel like he is not wanting to be caught, um, which is why I feel, yeah, like how I say, you know, like that scene where he kind of, he does stand forward and basically puts on the exact face that he uses, um, when he, when he holds up the thing. It just feels very strange to me that he would do that. But yeah, I, I don't think it's something that we want to get into, into too much detail on. But yeah, I'm just glad that we are actually, you know, putting the work in to make sure that this, you know, the storyline is, is, um, continuing on, which is really good. 
Um, then we kind of move into the the um, breast reduction scene with Jenny to this weird song about the boob fairy never came for me. I don't know if you picked up on that. <laughs> yes. it's just like I mean, it's a, it's a good song for the you know for the scene, but you know who writes a story about the boob fairy? It's very very odd. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not complaining about the song choice. It you know it, it obviously fits this this one really well. Um, so yeah, but it, it's just a strange song. I wonder how long that it took them to find that song that worked. It's, it's actually quite a quick scene, you know, like it is just, um, you know, but, but I think it's really effective. They kind of show just how big they are and, you know, the work that they're doing to kind of, you know, um, reduce these things. Yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's quite good. I do like it. Uh, it's by Deidre Flint. It's called The Boob Fairy. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they've done their homework to find it, but it's kind of like one of these. Just you know, song songs with the word boob in it. Yeah, um, go <laughs> probably. I mean, you could have used um, "Whenever Wherever" by Shakira when she has the line "Lucky my uh, breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains." Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think it's um, it's it reminded me a lot of the fruitcake song because it's kind of just like there's a build up and you feel like something's happening here with these lyrics, and then out of nowhere it's kind of like the boob fairy didn't come. So yeah, that's not how it goes. I can't remember how it goes. It's about boobs, all right. Um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 a surgery scene. I agree with everything you said there about it. I, just, I want this song on my iPod all of a sudden. It just feels like one of those songs that almost should have a laugh track attached to yeah. it, like, you know, the only gay Eskimo or whatever, you know, like it just <laughs> feels like it should have some kind of laugh track that goes with it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is just a fun little scene, really. Um, anyway, we kind of get back to uh, Sean and Christian's pad and um, they're accusing Matt. Um, kind of a quite a tense little scene here, I think, and kind of Matt storms out or whatever, you know. So, um, you know, these guys aren't stupid. They've kind of put two and two together. Um, yeah, so it's just a little adjoining scene and I'm just, I'm just glad it's there because it kind of just pushes us into next week, which I I, I do really enjoy. And it's good timing for Matt that he can, you know, drop the card and be like, hey, I was cleared yesterday, so here's a card, give them a call. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 saving grace for him, really. But, yeah, no, it's an intense scene. It's, uh, you know, nothing bad about it. And you, you always knew that they had to question him because, obviously, we, uh, you know, had them kind of doubting him a little bit when they were talking to, um, you know, every day, bro! Uh, guys, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I just want to keep good. saying I think it. I, I, yeah, I just think, and you know, like this is the kind of stuff that we would have just breezed past in season three or two or whatever. You know, like I, I should stop using season three as my comparison because that's a shit season. But um, <laughs> you know, like in earlier seasons, like these are the kind of scenes that we would just take for granted because they're there. You know, you don't have to point them out because they are just good. Whereas you know. Um, in this season, you know, they are the kind of basic things that often are not done well. And so when they are done well, it kind of feels like we have to point them out. So, yeah, but, you know, good on them for kind of building the story and, and you know, having all the scenes kind of working together well to kind of build up this um, this Matt storyline. Um, I think it's important because I think it, it makes next week work a whole lot better because they have put the work in and just goes to show, like, if you, if you put the scenes together well, um, these guys can still do it, you know. The, the actors are still good enough to pull all this stuff off. You've just got to give them scenes and make sure the story has some logic behind it. And, you know, look, I think it can work. So, yeah, that's that's kind of why I'm pleased they're there, really. I think you and I are going to have a lot of fun talking about next week. Uh, I just have a feeling uh, yes, that we I th- might I one think of those differing ones where we think quite differently about the 
Yes, I think I think you might be right on that one. So yeah, we'll, we will get there when we get there. That's for sure. But uh, then we move into the kind of uh, camping scene, and um, I have to say, it's again, I, I keep pointing this out, but you know, this background music. You know, we this is another one where we've kind of got this annoying music that just gets repeated over and over again. And, and here we are um, in this camping scene, which is clearly shot on a back lot. You know, it's one of those. Yes. This this is definitely not in the wilderness. It's definitely on a back lot in uh, in LA somewhere. Um, yeah, and Teddy's basically putting putting sleeping pills and and all their marshmallows that they're roasting over the fire. So, yep, we're getting all the kind of set up. Um, yeah, and uh, that's all gonna pay off pretty soon. And and then we kind of head back and uh, we get the the Jenny Jugs post post op scene. Um, Christian's pretty insensitive, I've got to say. You know about oh, you know you should see all the weight. I've never I've never taken that much off somebody in one hit and blah blah blah. You know, look, I know he's just making it a joke, but you know he's pretty insensitive about the whole thing. So. It, yeah, it's it's not particularly good bedside manner by him. Um, Jenny gets upset and um, empties the bedpan over him and then gets arrested. Um, so, yeah, I think we're supposed to think she's a complete crazy person, and don't get me wrong, she definitely is. But um, Christian doesn't help his case here, I don't think. No. Uh, just quickly, the, yeah, I've written here, fake-looking set. Um, it's just, it looks terrible, this outdoor set. Um, it really does. It's kind of like, you know, when you watch a sitcom and they just film like outdoor stuff on the back lot, you know, it never looks real. This just looks absolutely terrible. Um, but it's just like, I don't get, she's just so brazen about this now, shoving sleeping pills in s'mores to gas them. We'll get to that plan. Like how she thinks this is going to work. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, have you ever had a s'more before? They're quite nice. Yes, they are good. They're a very American thing, aren't they? Yeah, I didn't have them until I went to America, funnily enough. But um, you, you do the Jaffalion things in New Zealand, right? You know what I'm talking about with them, right? Do the what, sorry? The, the Jaffalions, like when you go camping. Do you do those? Nah, we're pretty much just the toasted marshmallows. That's, that's about it, I think. So we kind of get, like our version of a s'more is like you get the bread and you have like the toaster... Uh, over the fire and you put like chocolate and marshmallows in the bread and it kind of toasts it inside of that, uh, on a campfire. So, uh, we call them like Jaffle or Jaffle Irons or I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's an Australian thing or we've stolen that from the UK or something like that, but you generally, you have the hangy things, don't you? I've never had one of them. Oh yeah. Uh, personally, I don't think you're missing a whole lot, but, uh, <laughs> you know, each to, each to their own, I suppose. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. I, I mean, the, um, the stuff with, Jenny's kind of interesting and just when she gets dragged out and, um, you know, she's, she's definitely a crazy one, Jenny, that's for sure. But yeah, Christian is being very inappropriate. I mean, you know, hashtag me too, like getting very touchy feely with her and everything along those lines. But, uh, yeah, you get away with that in 2009. Yes, I think so. Um, but yes, we, uh, then we come back and I, I do think that this, you know, this whole scene that kind of plays out with, um, you, you know, with Teddy and the, and the camper, I think is actually quite well done. I think they kind of ratchet the tension up slowly and kind of cut between the characters really well. So I'll kind of just go through the main beats and then turn it over to you for what you think. But, uh, you know, we kind of get back to the camper, you know, everyone's passed out because they've had these pills. Um, the bit we kind of forgot to talk about obviously is that Annie didn't have her s'more. So she kind of threw it out. So she, hasn't had the sleeping pills but teddy thinks she has um yeah and teddy kind of sets it up all up to you know make the camper explode or burn down or whatever you know puts the gas back in and locks the door and leaves and then meets this random guy out camping so i kind of thought this might have been a setup that you know she was planning to meet this guy but as we quickly find out that's not the case um 
Annie kind of wakes up. Um, so this guy's out looking at media showers or something. And, and yeah, so Annie kind of wakes up and, you know, kind of get this cut between Annie and Sean, you know, and, and kind of, you know, breaking out of the, the camper in between basically, um, Teddy getting attacked by this guy and, you know, it kind of cuts backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Um, and, you know, I think that they do get the suspense right on this. It does feel like quite suspenseful. Well, I imagine watching this for the first time, it would have been, um, yeah, a little bit kind of thrilling to watch that. So I think that that's really good. Um, basically, the scene ends up with Sean kind of, you know, gets out of the camper and, and kind of has a look at you know everything that's attached and kind of figures out what's probably been happening um and yeah then ends up basically with with sean and the kids getting a ride home from this guy in a pickup truck so um yeah i mean i think these scenes are, are, are well put together um and like you say it's you know you don't you don't see that coming um the kind of guy that attacks her i you know um i quite like him we're going to get more of him in the next episode obviously and um i was kind of like where have i seen this guy before and so kind of you know do the old imdb search and the only thing i actually remember him from is is the uh, annoying boyfriend and the wedding singer that's about the only thing i could really you know place him from um but yeah i mean i'm i'm quite enjoying these scenes so i'm kind of interested to see uh, what your take is on them uh, I mean, I weirdly enjoy it. I think kind of it's it's got good tension, and I think that, you know, you're right. Like, everything about this is really tense, and you just don't see this coming. Like, just all of a sudden, her sort of going out to get an alibi. And I think kind of when I first saw this, I thought maybe, like, is she going to kill him, like this guy? But um, this is Matthew Glave, and, yeah, uh, wedding singer. He's also uh, Corky Romano, a random little movie that I uh, really, really love. Uh, he was in ER for a, you know, guest stint as well. He was in the episode of, uh, Will and Grace. He's kind of one of these ones that I don't think you ever know his name, but he just, he just pops up in a lot of things. Um, and he went on to at least be in another Ryan Murphy show who's in American Horror Story. So, uh, you know, again, kind of, uh, used around a little bit, but I, I think he, yeah, like, particularly next episode. This guy's actually a really good actor. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's well done and it's kind of, it's one of those tricky edited ones, isn't it? Where, you know, you're assuming this is happening at the exact same time as kind of we're seeing Sean and everyone breaking out of the, the trailer. But then we, we realize that, you know, Sean's long gone by the time that Teddy's there. So kind of it's, it's cleverly edited in the fact that this time has sort of disappeared. Um, and also just like the music in the background, um, which if I'm looking here, if I'm going to say this correctly, it's La Traviata. It's like a, an opera, but that song, it actually, like it works really well with this scene, but it reminds me, I'm pretty sure it was in, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 on the opera channel. And there was like a, um, a, a mission where you had to like do something for the mafia and you had this song, like you were driving bodies around and that song's playing in the background. So uh yeah i i I really do actually weirdly like all this whole sequence of scenes so uh you know look as i said this season there are going to be some things which we're actually going to really like um you know it's not all completely dog's breakfast but uh yeah it's done well and ladies and gentlemen teddy's going to be killed yes well, we don't know that for sure. We're going to find oh, out for don't sure ruin in the it. next She's episode. Dead. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we leave with a little bit of suspense at the end of the episode, which uh, I do really like. But obviously there's one more scene, um, which is, you know, Matt back in the, the mime makeup, um, doing another robbery at a, um, a convenience store. Um, and, you know, this kind of guy's playing it up, um, you know, that, oh, you know, I can't wait. I'm going to, you know, I'll get interviewed because, you know, so you can you can have all the money you want, blah, 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 blah. Um 
yeah, and then you know, kind of drops something and goes to pick it up, and you know, pulls the gun out, and Matt makes a run for it, and you know, kind of when you get the the, the thing, you just think that he's kind of blown out the window with the with the gunshot. You don't think anything else more of it. Um, yeah, and then you kind of get Matt arrives at, at Christian's place, and and he's been shot in the flank. Um, and you know, like I know I was kind of complaining about so many. Um, kind of cliffhangers in the season and you know every every couple of episodes we get this cliffhanger to kind of just bring people back for the next episode but this one is good I, I do like it you kind of get the kind of um, kind of pan out from above you know where basically Christian's just looking at Matt as he's lying on the floor with this you know big big kind of wound in his side so uh, to me I think it's quite an effective way to end the episode yeah I, I would agree with that for the most part too I, I wonder why this guy just shoots him like you know, he's, he's a bit of a crazy shopkeeper, this guy, because generally I would assume if you pull a gun on someone, you're just going to have like a bit of a, a standoff, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, he's, he's ready to go. He's ready to kill them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's got tension at the end and, uh, it is a bit more different to, oh no, Sean's fallen asleep. Will he wake up? You know, this one's actually, someone's been shot. So yeah, I mean, it's going to set it up for next week. We're obviously going to talk a little bit about next week in a moment, but yeah, I think it's an effective way to end the episode. Yeah, so you know, I, I think we've uh, definitely been able to point out some some good aspects of this episode. So um, I, I wonder if that's going to bleed over into potentially getting us out of the bin uh, category here for this episode. So I think we can um, go into how we're going to um, rate these episodes. So is it a buy, a rent, or a bin for you for uh, episode four? Are we going to get off the bin train? We are going to get off the bin train. This is going to be pushed <laughs> up into the rent train. Um, I yeah, I think it's. There's enough in this to kind of enjoy. It's, it's again, kind of some of the categories which I often forget about. But in terms of memorability, you remember the words Jenny Jugs, as I said, you know, about this episode. So I think we've got enough fun there. And, and just remember that word fun because next week there's no fun. So, um, <laughs> and I think kind of, you know, the, the Teddy stuff is, it's weirdly tense. And, you know, while there's definitely some bad stuff about this episode, I still think there's enough in here to, to jump it up into the uh, the rent category. I will say that in terms of the rent category, it's not the highest in the world. I've still got this as the third lowest rent, sitting at 70th position. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's still snuck up there out of the red. So uh, we've, I've at least my personal one, uh, broken, I think, was at four in a row. So we're into the yellow again. Okay, well that's that's good. It's a, we're, we're making progress, and yeah, I'm going to join you in a rent. Um, I think that it's um, definitely got its problems this episode for sure. But like you say, there's some interesting stuff. I think our our titular characters um, interesting. You know, you kind of want to watch that. So I've got to give it points for for that and a little bit of originality with it. So definitely some stuff there. I think um, kind of the main set piece of this episode is the you know the stuff with Teddy kind of setting up the the murder of, of Sean and all that and. And I think that they nail that really, really well. We get a kind of good cliffhanger out of it. And I like that we're kind of not jumping around with storylines. We've kind of now established that, you know, for this episode, we've got kind of got two main storylines going, which is, you know, the kind of stuff with Sean and Teddy and the stuff with Matt. And I, I do appreciate that, that we're not jumping all over the place, which has probably been one of my big problems with, you know, the, the first three episodes is that they're just, they're so choppy. Whereas this one feels like at least there's some structure to it, which is really good. Um, still, still plenty of problems, you know, and that's why it's not going to be a buy because there is some problematic stuff. But um, I'm not bored, and I and I was bored last week, so yeah, for sure, it's it's um it's it feels good to get off the the bin train. Well, it's good to be bored, not bored for one week, because then next week rolls around and then boredom sets back in, if you ask me. 
<laughs> well, I think next week's going to be an interesting discussion there because I actually think next week's got a lot to like about it. And I think it's probably going to point out where you and I have some differences in terms of what we like in the show. So um, I think there's some there's some really good dramatic moments in, in next week. So I'll, I'll be happy to defend next week's episode for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely not um, a, a light and happy episode. I will um, concede that with absolutely no problems. But, um, you know, I think what I really like about it is maybe I'm just a bit biased because, um, you know, John Hensley is a man that we've actually spoken to. Um, and, you know, but I, I like the Matt centric episodes that, you know, I, I just think that, you know, Sean and Christian are, are fun characters to watch, but they are a little bit played out by season six. Whereas I think there's still so much to discover with Matt. And so I, I like one where it's a little bit more about him and his relationship with his, his two fathers. And yeah, so I, I do really enjoy that. Um, yeah, I mean, Julia's back. Maybe that's uh, a reason to not like it. But uh, yeah, yeah, plenty, plenty to go over, I think. I think, I mean, look, I'm not going to discredit John Hensley and Matt's acting next week because it's brilliant. But it's just, uh, uh, it's just, we'll get to it. I mean, I think there's definitely at least one scene which I, I feel will probably make our top five at the end of the season, which, uh, like, again, this is a season where we might be stretched for ideas for the... um. The final five, I think a lot of those moments are going to come a lot later towards the pointy end once we really are wrapping up the show and we might end up with most of them coming from the final episode. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think there's an argument for at least one scene. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have some big problems with next week's episode. Let's just say that now. <laughs> well, it's season six, so you know it wouldn't be a season six episode if you didn't have some problems. So, yes, it, it, it's something we'll discuss in uh, episode five, Abigail Sullivan. But uh, until that time, um, I think we can close this episode out. Make sure you, uh, you know, uh, following us on Facebook, Twitter. Um, YouTube, um, write us on iTunes, um, drop us any feedback you've got about what we're talking about. Um, if there's people that have stuck with us till season six and you're not bored either, then uh, we're always uh, love to hear from you. But uh, until next week, um, I'm Nick and uh, mine's are back in a big way. And my name is Ben and I'll let you touch them. You want to touch them? Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.